Hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Podcast. Um, I am here today with Neil Carmichael, the Executive Chair of the Association of Dental Groups. Um, a bit of a different podcast today because we are outside. <laughs> That's good news. It is good news. Overlooking Green Park, which is um, very different to anything I've done before. So I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's hope there aren't any inter- interruptions. Yeah, well, I mean, that will explain uh, the noises if they are. So I think that's a good yeah. uh, disclaimer at the beginning for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about maybe a few things today. Um, I know we've, we've spoken just before this about your, your entry into dentistry. Um, but I think it would be quite good to, to give our listeners an idea of how you got into dentistry. Mm, uh, thanks, Gabby. Uh, well, I was a me- member of Parliament up until 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the misfortune of losing my seat. But whilst I was in Parliament, I'd worked on a number of uh, areas. Education was my big thing because mm-hmm. I was chair of the Education Select Committee. Um, and Europe too, because I was campaigning for a, a Remain outcome at the last uh, referendum. Yeah. I hoped for another referendum. didn't happen. Uh, so um, <laughs> after all of that, I was looking for something else to do. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I had also done in Parliament was... Um, I chaired the uh, all-party parliamentary group for vascular disease and uh, I'd also been secretary of the health group and so I was becoming aware of all of you know the difficulties of getting good service everywhere Mm. the patchy nature of provision Mm. uh, and so on and I thought that's a really interesting area Mm. and of course with education too which I think has got a big uh, uh, impact on dentistry uh, when somebody came along and said would I like to consider myself as um, chair of the Association, I thought, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> it sounds like a, a fit for you. Yeah. And how have you found it so far? Well, I found it really interesting. Uh-huh. It's been challenging because obviously um, we had the uh, COVID period, yes. uh, which for dentistry <laughs> was disastrous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, it was a real problem. Mm. Uh, dentists couldn't do anything um, for a long period of time, mm. um, and uh, the implications of that were quite significant. Um, and so uh, we've had some big issues. Definitely, I think disastrous isn't is a is a fair way to describe it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the issues that were there prior to the pandemic were brought to light um, through through COVID mm. um, and pro- probably hit headlines more than they were previously. Um, so, from the, your position, what what do you think are some of the biggest issues that are facing dentistry at the moment? Well, first of all, what I would like to say is how uh, much I enjoy working with dentists uh, and I want to salute the profession as a whole Uh because what I have noticed is everybody in it is really dedicated, really keen to do a good job for Mm. patients, puts patients first. And I think it's a a profession which is, um, I think, deserving of a really good spotlight because they are are good people and it's a good profession. And I enjoy working with it for those reasons. Mm. Uh, What are the problems? I think uh, the big one for the Association uh, of Dental Groups is the problem of recruitment. Yes. Um, uh, That is um, really underpinning all of the difficulties we've now got. Mm. Second one, but related to the first, is the question uh, of contract reform and what we need to do to make essentially dentistry more user friendly, Mm. uh, both for the patient and the professional. And then the third area is what do we do to improve uh, prevention uh, so that uh, we can, uh, as the Chief Dental Officer uh, puts it, put the mouth back into the body. Yes. Because, you know, uh, there are so many things you can learn from someone's mouth um, in terms of diagnosis oh, um, and yeah. everything else. Yeah, definitely. I think that's forgotten a lot of the time. Um, and I think there is this, this idea that's coming to light now of, of a collaboration between sort of wider healthcare groups 
to and you know dentists are first port of call for a lot they, they spot things that that might not be spotted by by other healthcare professionals uh, mouth cancer obviously has been a, a big one over the last 18 months um because signs have been missed um, mm. due to the the lack of access um and the fact that they were they were closed for two and a half months so yeah i i agree i think i think it's um it's been spoken about more but you know there's definitely as always room for improvement um, mm. about the importance of dentistry and, and why it needs to be put back on the agenda um, so you said three things there. So the first you mentioned was the workforce issues. I did. Um, so can you yeah, maybe elaborate on that a little bit, please? Well, the brutal fact is that um, uh, we are unable to recruit in many areas of this country. Mm. Um, uh, several uh, p- uh, practices have really had to close because there's a real problem about recruitment. Yeah. I visited a practice in Salisbury not long ago, okay. uh, a Bupa practice, a really good practice, um, really efficient. You could see the patients were getting good mm. service, but the problem there was that uh, they still needed to recruit um, another dentist and couldn't. Yeah. Um, and elsewhere in the country, you find um, that problem really very serious. Mm. Um, uh, southwest, east of England, but it's also in certain towns, uh, it's also in rural areas. Mm. We just can't recruit. So we've got to get this message across to government that we need to see something done about this. And there yeah. are several things we can do. Yeah. Um, uh, because what we want to see is a, is a, is a, is a workforce which um, is um, properly supplied. Yeah. Uh, we want to see a workforce which makes the best and of everybody within it. Mm. And that's whole team activity. Uh, And we want to see a workforce which feels good about the future, uh, feels confident about the future of dentistry. Yeah, definitely. I think that confidence has been knocked um, over the last 18 months and it's it's, it's sort of channeled a few people to to look elsewhere. Um, You're talking about dentists there, but it it does trickle down, I think, into other members of the team as well. I think dental nurses in particular, we've been writing a lot recently about um, increased salaries for dental nurses because there's just so much demand for them. I think... um, Brexit has a part to play with that as well. Um, I think that that's not helping with shortages at the moment. A lot of people are obviously having to leave the the UK and 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 um, and that's and that's causing. It's, we're feeling the effect of that. Mm. Um, so there are numerous factors coming into play. But I think that on top of the pandemic and everything else, it's just uh, it's, it's it's not too short of a crisis mm. at the moment. But you're right to mention dental nurses because yeah. you know there is a serious shortage. When I was first uh, um, uh, I made chair of the association. Mm. I was told that dental nurses were being laid off and I knew that wasn't the case at all. Uh, What I knew was that there were actually a shortage of dental nurses. So we've got to do something about that and that's to make it more uh, obvious that it's a really good uh, thing to do, um, get more people trained. I'm startled to discover that the T level for dental nurses has not yet seemed to go any traction Mm. and um, the institute has not yet managed, I think, to get the message across to the profession that Mm. there is a T level there to uh, help things on. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it's encouraging people to get into the profession. Um, I think it is an attractive job. I think it's very rewarding for those who are involved in dentistry. I mean, you mentioned there that you you have a you know an abundance of respect for dentists. I speak to them a lot myself as well, and every time I speak to them, I always hear, like you said, that they they really enjoy their job and and they want to do good and yeah. and, and and help the patients. And obviously. A backlog at the moment so it's, it's, it's that balance between trying to do the job to the best of their ability but doing it well enough um however they've got this this waiting list of patients uh, wanting to come in to have their um their teeth looked at and yeah. it's uh, 
it's, it's, it's going to become a lot of a, it's going to become a lot more serious well, if it's not tackled with the, the uh, waiting list is, is terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, wherever I am, I hear about people not able to get uh, into a dental practice. Yeah. Um, the waiting list in terms of um, numbers who are added to during COVID and were already on the list before COVID even started yeah. demonstrates the severity yeah, of the problem. Absolutely. And this is not because dentists aren't working hard, they are, it's just we haven't got enough dentists to do the job, uh, added to the um, UDA problem exactly. that everybody is talking about. Exactly, I, I spoke to an NHS dentist up in, he's based in Manchester um, a few weeks ago and he said the verbal abuse that they're, they're now getting from patients, um, and it's, it's, it wasn't a criticism of the patients as such, it's just this misunderstanding of who's responsible for the situation and dentists yeah. are trying and patients rightly so are frustrated because they're in pain. Yeah. But it's this level there's no communication between of, of what the situation is and, and, and patients just, you know, why can't you see me? I'm I, I need my tooth looked at, I'm in I'm in severe pain and dentists genuinely can't because they're already yeah. um you know, they've got a lot on already. So I think I think that communication is, is also a, been an issue as well. I think there's, there's, there's at a national level and at a local level, it's been a bit of a problem. Yeah, I th that's a very good point. One of the things that we've been able to do as groups um, uh, is help that communication process yeah. because uh, obviously a group can actually, uh, you know, link people up. Definitely. Um, and and, and you know, get support from one practice and give it to another and so yeah. on. And I think that's been a great strong point uh, of, of the groups over the last uh period yeah, sure. um, and that's something I'm very keen to further enhance and strengthen. Mm. You mentioned there needs to be something needs to be done to, to get encourage more dentists and more dental team members to get involved in dentistry or, or remain in uh, the profession. What, yeah. what kind of things do you, do you reckon can be done here? Well a quick fix is clearly get more dentists uh, from elsewhere actually yes. uh, and that's the sort of the international direction yeah, of, of travel. Uh, Brexit's had an impact on this because, mm. of course, uh, people from Europe have tended to go back to Europe, yes. uh, and few are coming here because of the kind of mood music, if you like, yeah, that Brexit absolutely. has created. Yeah. So the answer uh, is to look at the ORE, the Overseas Registration Examination, mm -hmm. and ask several questions. One is, can we not get started with that now? Yeah. Um, uh, the second question is, can we expand it still further so we can actually have more than currently? Uh, an ORE process would enable. Yes. Uh, and thirdly, um, what can we do to make it easier for mutual recognition uh, of, of um, you know qualifications and so mm. forth? We've got to get this this underway mm -hmm. because um, even if we double the number of people going to dental schools in the United Kingdom, that still would not be an, a quick fix no. because it takes a long time <laughs> to train. Exactly. So we need people to come here yeah. from afar to do the work which is so urgently needed yeah. uh, by patients. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, it's, it has to be a quick fix. You can't, this isn't something that can wait. Um, yeah. and, and obviously getting more people to, to go to dent dental schools in the UK is, is an option, but that is a, a long-term looking ahead. Yeah. You know, and it's not just five years in dental school, it's the training that comes after it as well. A lot of the time they've got the foundation year and then mm. every, all the other, if they want to specialise, that, that comes after that. Yeah. Um, There's an appetite, incidentally, for dental schools with by dental schools to do more. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it's not, you know, they're not sitting back saying we've got a cushy number here, away <laughs> no, we no, go. No. Uh, they understand the need for more yeah. uh, dentists and, and hygienists and everything else. Yeah. Um, uh, but the key thing is now we need action.
yes yeah definitely I think that brings us on to the contract as well I think there's a, a lot of people sitting here as they have been for many years twiddling their thumbs thinking when when is something going to happen here um it's a big topic I reckon we could speak a lot about it for a lot longer than we have we've um, already <laughs> have in, in different organizations um but I mean is it so I mean I, I probably know what you're going to say here but currently is, is the current contract as it is is it sustainable well it's certainly not helping is it because no. Um, dentists are moving away from NHS dentistry yeah. because of the contract. They're not necessarily moving away from dentistry because of course we've got a mixed economy yes. in dentistry. We've got private practice and NHS practice. Uh, they, they are both strongly represented in the association mm -hmm. which is really good Definitely. because that's what we want to see. Mm. Um, but the NHS side of it is finding it difficult to, to recruit partly because of the, um, the way in which the contract operates. Um, you know the kind of uh, UDA, you know, mm. rapid fire situation, yeah. as opposed to uh, a profession being able to make judgments about what's best for the patient, continuation yeah. of tr certain treatments, and so on. Yeah. Uh, so um, we do need to see a change, and we also need to see a contract which is taking into account um, the differences of rural health across the country. Mm. So, kind of weighted capital capitalisation system yeah. would be appreciated so I mean some people are calling for a complete overhaul um, of the current contract and just you know, start from scratch mm. is, is that something that you would get behind I would get behind it if if, if, uh, if you know uh, you always start off from you know a high point don't you yeah um, and um, a high point would be a full-scale review uh, with uh, some of the issues I've just touched upon and mm. others sorted out yeah um, I think that um, the urgency for action is so intense now that because remember next year it's coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, we need to see some key decisions made to make the contract more more applicable mm. uh, to the profession, more useful for the patient, and actually more effective at the big question of improving access. Yes, especially now. Especially yeah. now, it's really hammered that home. I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are, the, what are the current conversations that are being had among the profession that you, you've, you've heard? I mean, within the association, what, what are some of the maybe grievances is the word or some of the worries that current NHS dentists have? Well, the UDA system is not particularly popular. Uh -huh. um, uh, it has to be said that most dentists don't really like that. Um, and patients, um, if they were fully aware of it, probably wouldn't either. Uh, because yeah, of the implications uh, it's having uh, for all concerned. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, it sounds good if you know measuring and things need to be measured but just because something's easy to measure it doesn't mean to say you're doing the right thing right um, and I think UDAs uh, do have a distorting uh, impact um, and we need to see some changes there yeah no I agree I, I, I mean I don't think I've heard one dentist actually say how they uh, appreciate the UDA system I mean admittedly I've only been with with FMC for you know just over a year and a half now so um I, I, maybe I, I've been speaking to a very particular well, group of people. Well, there'll be one or two. Um, popular, yeah. yeah. There'll be one or two who'll say it, but um, in years to come, uh, people might say, what about the old UDA system? Um, <laughs> be one of those conversations, oh, God, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they're saying it because it's gone. Yes. And it's yeah. been replaced by something much more agile, mm. much more um, transparent, actually. 
uh, and much more uh, flexible in a sense for, for the patient to get what he or she needs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it needs to work for both sides, right? You need to work for the patients and for, and for the dental team as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you were an NHS dentist yourself um, right now in this situation, what, what would your plan be looking forward? So given, you know, like you said, it's meant to be next year, you're yeah. not quite sure. There's been this question mark over it that's been there for a long time. What, what would what would you looking forward? What would you? What would well, you if, I, if if I was in 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 in, in, in the independent practice, yeah. I would uh, make every effort to join a group okay. because I think that would uh, help me. Okay. Uh, it's 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 good to be part of something. Uh, it's good to be part of a process, mm. part from part from a, of an outfit. So I think groups work. Yeah. Uh, but I would be wondering about the uh, UDA system if I was an NHS dentist. Uh-huh. I'd be thinking to myself. Um, Am I really able to do what I think is necessary for my patients? Mm. Uh, can I uh, address the uh, uh, access question? Mm. And depending where I lived, uh, I'd be worrying too about oral health. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's some people who sometimes um, have spoken to me about the NHS. Perhaps they're not being a place for NHS dentistry. Basically, in the UK, they've suggested mm. that actually maybe it should just be privatised. Um, 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 how, what are your thoughts on that, that suggestion? Well, I think we've got a mixed economy and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important to have the private uh, sector and we've got some really good private yes. provision yeah. um, in, in, in the association and, and elsewhere. Mm. So um, this is not public versus private. This is what's best for the dentistry situation as a whole. Yeah. And I think we also do need an NHS provision which is universal, which gives everybody some entitlement. Yeah. Uh, the question is how far does that go yes. um, and uh, just as in the NHS you've got the tariff system mm. which uh, I came across when we did the uh, work on vascular disease all okay, those years yeah. ago um, uh, that was sometimes a disincentive then in, in vascular disease for doing the right thing for the patient okay. uh, today we see the UDA effectively or often a disincentive as well yeah uh, so we've got to work around those things yeah yeah um, and I think that's why a lot of people now are saying it's, it's, it, the contract changes need to come into effect um, I mean, it's been a lot of prototypes right that have been floating around but any uh, solid changes yet to come so I think I well so there have been some prototypes yeah. and some of them have worked yes some of them have delivered but there's a few issues here one is if you have a prototype in one uh, town for example and you see a certain set of results, but you have the same prototype in another type town, and you see different sets of results. Yes. Well, that's often because the patient cohort is a different course, yeah. cohort. Yeah. So we need to be more um, mindful uh, of, of that fact. The demographic, yeah. yeah. And what we need to see instead, really, um, is, is more flexible commissioning, okay. flexi-commissioning. Yeah. Um, and that's up to commissioners to actually do the commissioning. And we're not seeing enough, huge, huge amount of that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we're not really think seeing um, the areas and regions seizing the opportunities. Because mm. um, flexi commissioning, if it's promoted and properly used, could be really useful. Okay, okay. No, see, that, that would make sense. Mm. I mean, I think that at the moment you can see these access troubles. They are quite widespread, but they're definitely hitting areas more harder than you know harder than others. Um, which would yeah imply that there are definitely regional differences when it comes to dental provision. But I think what's quite interesting is uh, Scotland obviously have now 
um, they pledged the SNP pledged to to commit to um, free NHS dentistry for 18 to 25 year olds, and that's now uh, kicked off. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm yet to hear how it's going so far. All I know is it they were given I think two working days to um, put it into form yeah. <laughs> in place. Yeah, I heard but that I mean, too. How how do you reckon that's something? I know obviously they are quite they are quite different, and they're there are different situations and population wise there they are it's not really comparable i mean obviously the population of scotland in in some senses uh, is smaller than one city in some in some areas in england but yep. do you think that's something that we could get on board with as a, as a country well first of all um it, it's a resource issue because of course scotland is able to make those sort of decisions partly because of the um uh, devolved yeah. the status, the fact that there's a Scottish government mm. under Nicola Sturgeon who has her eye on independence um, and uh, the more that she is uh, seen to be able to do uh, to enhance yeah. the life of uh, the population as a whole, um, that's good for her. Yeah. Um, whether or not that is a sustainable model going forward is another question. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think we need to focus on in in England and Wales, where we don't have that, that difference, of course, uh-huh. Northern Ireland is is slightly different as well. Um, is what kind of contract actually works um, for the patient um, and enables the dentist to deliver that contract? Okay. That's what we need to focus on. More resources, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because you know, uh, I think dentistry does it deserves to yeah, get a slice of the 36 billion it's going to come from the uh, hike in um, taxes just announced yes uh, and I think that's a point that needs to be um, made yeah, clearly of course. Um, so um, it is right that we get a bigger cake but in the um, uh, post world where we might not get a bigger cake we've got to learn how to slice it up uh, in a more fair way yeah and more effective so we exactly. get the treatment to, to the patients that need it and it's mm. a um, and then you know we don't want dentists the, the, the problem is if there's no dentist and they're not enjoying the role we're never going to be able to provide the treatment so um, although that I would say you know it's about the patient also you have to make sure that the the, the, the profession's happy um, to, to work um, yeah uh, but supported in and pro, you know um, and so yes. on um, because it, with the profession is a dentist it's a hygienist it's a therapist yeah. it's a dental nurse yeah. it's a practice manager it's all of these things and the rest so um, it's a whole profession and I think we've got to think of it in that way Definitely. Um, uh, because a good practice is one which is well managed yeah. I've been to practices where you can see that the person in charge although not necessarily a dentist is making a real impact yeah, of course. Uh, on, yeah. on, on uh, the outcomes uh, for the patients yeah. which is good isn't it yeah absolutely yeah so absolutely. that's um, something else and of course the other thing we would say is CPD continuous professional development yes. is a really important thing because of course dentistry like any other healthcare uh, provision can improve through technology new discoveries research and development yeah. so we need to have that built in too yeah 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 absolutely and some really good ideas um, and I think it will be interesting to see how things play out over the next few months and, and years obviously um, I know we've spoken about we just spoke about workforce um, and the contract but you said it had a third point there at the beginning which was prevention yes um, yeah, so, so what, what do you mean? Do you think this needs to be, be more sort of the core of the profession needs to be? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, um, fluoride—that's an important uh, mm. campaign to win. Absolutely. And the government has sort of nodded in the right direction, yeah. but we need a plan. We need to see actually something happening mm-hmm. about fluoride, um, and I think that's something which uh, we've 
all in, in the sector would like to see. So that is a general sort of kind of impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you'd uh, like to see happen, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think also, we've already discussed this, but you know, oral health is, is what happens in the mouth, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you've made the point about uh, mouth cancer. Yeah. Um, you can help to find more uh, cases of mouth cancer through you know understanding that that is a part of the dentist yeah, process. Of course, yeah. um, I think um, encouraging children to clean their teeth and keep cleaning their teeth. Uh, arresting the problem that actually 65% of children have not seen a dentist recently oh, is, is, is an, 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 a really worrying statistic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's part of the prevention bit. And the other part of the prevention bit is actually taking action in a timely manner. And that takes you back to the access question, doesn't mm. it? Because if uh, people are queuing up and the situation is getting worse, yeah. uh, that is obviously not prevention, that's enhancement yeah. of the problem. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. I think these a lot of the time these things go hand in hand, don't they? And if they do. Without one, the other's not going to happen. Absolutely. Um, I think I think actually over COVID, I mean, it depends where you're looking, but from... from some ways I've been I've been looking at social media and things like that. There's been a lot of dentists who have really taken that in their stride and used these sort of tools to get the right information out to the public. It's a, it's been a good way to get messages out that perhaps wouldn't have been discovered. I agree so, with that. So, yeah. so the, the the triage approach as well, I think, yes, is, is exactly. a really important thing. And uh, one of the things that really I think should be recognised is that should be part of the NHS contract yeah. arrangement. Yeah. Um, so it's encouraged. Uh, because triage is obviously a good way of getting to the patient. Yeah. yeah um, so, I, so I think that's a, something worth uh, something worth noting. Uh, it's I think also really important to sort of get it across that looking after your teeth is a, is a, an is is the right thing yes. to do, obviously. Yeah. And that's a communication issue. Um, and uh, dentists can do that if they're, you know doing it as you suggest going through the social media yeah. and all of the rest so yeah. that's really good stuff um, what I did last week uh, was went I went down to Brixham to support the smiles I together ask you about this. I, saw, um, I saw that yeah yeah um, and you know there we were um, you know seeing fishermen coming in from the sea quite literally yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to you know for, for um, practice for, for to see the dentist it's a, it's check the teeth yeah, yeah yeah really good uh, and the points you've just been raising about um, mouth cancer for example were, were issues were discussed then um, yeah. you know because obviously um, that was going to be an important part of that uh, process yeah absolutely next week or I think on Friday I hope to go to uh, Cheltenham to uh, push out the idea about bone cancer awareness mm. and how dentists there are pr promoting that because it's all part of the same collective oh, story definitely. isn't it oh definitely I think like, we wrote a story we didn't write a story I, well, I put together a story um, the other day about a hygienist who found um, a, can uh, a cancerous um, mole on her mother yeah um, and it's just from doing a, a course and you know they're so well positioned to spot things like this on a patient and obviously there's a, a right way to go about mentioning it without um, maybe scaring them too much but it, yeah. it, 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 it she had to have it removed quite urgently you know within a couple of weeks and, and yeah. it's just amazing because it, it might not feel immediately like it's in the remit of dentistry but actually why, why can't it be why can't they look at other parts whilst they're there looking at your mouth and, and, and think actually that's that's could be a problem and, and, and save someone's life that way well it's certainly true that a dentist is 
uh, well capable of spotting those mm. sort of issues. It, um, yeah. You know, if you think of all the things that you could actually learn about um, just by opening someone's mouth and having a look and just generally yeah. seeing what's happening, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that we should be mindful of the, the ability of a dentist to, to spot those things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to, you know, even just signpost a solution. Yeah. Um, and that's, a, that's better than doing nothing. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't even remember, there was a book that was, was published last year just after the first round of, of COVID, um, and it was sort of saluting the NHS for mm. its work. Um, and it listed all the people who worked within the NHS at the beginning. It was, I think it was for charity, it was raising money, or maybe it was raising money for the NHS. Mm. And it was listing all, all people who worked for the NHS, up down to you know cleaners, receptions, things like that. The dentists weren't in there. <laughs> And I remember someone mentioned this to me last year, and another dentist, and, and they said, you know, it just kind of sums it up, really, um, in that, you know, that everybody that those was there was worth a mention, but dentists were just, I don't know if they are forgotten about, uh, well, I can only assume they were, I don't think they would have been deliberately left out, but it just kind of hammers that point home, you know, they... they they don't get the, uh, the the credit that they deserve, I think, a lot of the time. I think you're absolutely right about yeah. that. Um, I think that... Um, We've really got to get dentistry right up the agenda. Um, it's so important that everybody understands that dentists matter. Yes. That dentistry matters. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's part of the NHS system, it's part of the healthcare system as a whole, because I've yeah. stressed we've got a mixed economy, rightly so. So all of us have got to think about these things. Um, and, you know, making sure. <laughs> There we go. That disturbance we spoke about at the beginning is starting yeah. to. <laughs> I'm not sure that. if they're campaigning for or against dentistry. Let's <laughs> just say for for <laughs> this situation. Um, Sorry, carry on. Uh, but um, it, 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 it is really uh, imperative that we get dentists up the agenda because that's a, there's a political motive there. Because obviously we've got to make sure ministers understand why resources need to come to dentistry. Mm. There's a, a sort of social motive to encourage people to think more responsibly about. Um, dentists yeah. and it's a healthcare motive to make sure that uh, the points we've just been discovering uh, about you know where dentists can you know help and to yeah. diagnose and so on that matters too definitely well thank you very much for for um, well, hosting me here today um, this has been a lovely setting for recording um, probably the best one I've had yet so uh, yeah thank you very much for coming on and made some really good points there and um, hopefully people can take something away from this well a real pleasure Gabby thank you